It's Black Amdala in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You can usually listen to us weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. But today we're in for Greeny. Yeah. Here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You can watch the show today on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago. Join the Twitch chat. Usually we get the long streamers at the end of the day, but yeah. here we are after Cap and Jay Hood. So, boom, second show. Here we go. We're doing a little snip snap. Snip snap, snip snap. <laughs> what? We're snipping today. Okay. We're on, we're on 10 to noon. Yeah. Tomorrow, snap, 6 to 8 at night. Okay. Wednesday, snip, 10 to noon again. <laughs> Okay. Snip, snap. I'm Good time snip. of year to get the snip, yeah. by the way, with March Madness coming up. Get yeah, a isn't deal. that the... Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you taking care of that this early? No, we have yet to decide whether oh. or not we're going to have a second child. Okay. But uh, as soon as we make that decision, I will... Like, I don't care. What, live on the program. I mean, I can. Live remote? Yeah. From the room? I don't, they don't put you under, right? Welcome back. Black and Abdallah. Here we go, Abdallah. Hey! Snip, snap. <laughs> Here he is. Well, it's just a, it's a laser now, isn't it? There's I no have, snip? There's no snap? Haven't others told us it's a light tug? It's a, yeah. I think Carmen said it was fine. <laughs> like, you're a little sore afterwards, yes. but... Uh, we're uh, taking your calls because we're talking about the All-Star Game. I, I have a stupid thought for you in just a second, right? It might would, be the dumbest thought of the day. be the first. But I'll, I'll give you that in just a second. <laughs> Alex of Warrenville, you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Alex? Yo, uh, really, you guys cracked me up with the Carl Malone thing. It reminded me of uh, Dave Chappelle with his O.J. Simpson. Hey, that man ran for 2,000 yards. <laughs> 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 but either way, Carl Malone did something bad. But, uh... Mr. Black, you said yes. something interesting to me where I'm like, do you just want to do an NBA Jams All-Star game? Like, light up the floor, technology with everything how it is? Do I want that to happen? Yeah, like uh, NBA I said, Jams. Well, Alex, I said I, I said I wanted the three-on-three. Three. So that would be yeah, the closest thing to NBA Jam. The Bulls don't have three best players, so. Sure, right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Vooch... Zach Levine and uh, De- Demar Derozan that that would be worthy of a yeah right right wouldn't that yeah. be something that uh, people that sounds like a team that gets out in the first round. <laughs> no, I was just curious, like if it's an NBA Jams type of style for the All Star because the uh, Pro Bowl is a joke with the flag football, but right. I kind of predicted that too. Where it's like, what else are you going to do? They're not going to hit each other. Right, right, right. Uh, Alex, I'm only in favor of an NBA Jam style tournament if Bill and Hillary Clinton can be a part of it. No, no. Doesn't remember you could unlock them in NBA Jam. Cheat codes. Cheat codes, yeah. Who's the grandma? I forgot about her. The grandma? Oh, that you could play with in the game? Larry Johnson, right? Grandmama? (laughs) Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, there you go. I can't remember. Thanks for the call, Alex. We go to Tom in Oak Lawn. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Uh, So um, when I grew up, I had the John Stockton jersey. I didn't have the Carl Malone jersey. So, and I think. uh, Either way. I, I, either way, either way, I made man, the right decision. So I am in the kitchen right now. I am up on our calendar. I am marking it down. Chris Black is old today because he has turned into that old man yelling at the clouds with the whole with his whole take regarding the NBA All Star game, which is fine. I I don't like the NBA All Star game either. I loved it when I was a kid, but also too. We had actual stars doing, like, you know, the slam dunk contest and the three-point, and it, I don't know. It just seemed like when I was a kid, they actually wanted to play, and they actually wanted to win, where now it's like 
like you said, it's just a lot of sponsorships and everything like that. So, and that's why I didn't even watch it. And even my, my little guy, he's more into football than he is basketball. We were, I mean, this is going to be sad for me to say, but I've, I've got to admit it. We were actually watching more XFL football than we were the NBA All-Star game. So, All right, we got you down, Tom. I'm officially washed. <laughs> got it down. It's on your calendar. It is on the calendar. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I think it's like, it's also, too, because when you think about it, right, like you're when this generation of athletes, and I'm not trying to call this generation of, of athletes soft. They are. Yeah. They, yes. They in were a way afraid of someone being the last pick. They're known, they're known for load management. Well, but think about it this way, right? Like, like they were showing clips of old dunk contests like Scotty, Jordan, like all the great ones. Like the stars today don't want to do it because part of them, like think about it. Durant has burners where he goes after fans that criticize the way he plays. Like as soon as you lose a dunk contest and you get clowned online, these guys, the second they get into the locker room, they open up Twitter. They look, they're looking at their mentions. And, like, they're afraid to get clowned, right? Like, if, if John Morant, if LeBron James, if uh, and, and Mac McClung were in the, all, the, the dunk contest and McClung wins, could you imagine what those guys would have to deal with online? Those two guys? And they just, don't, they just take their ball and go home. This is the, this is the rage-quitting generation. This is the generation that unplugs the Xbox and PlayStation when they're losing in Madden. I think Anthony Edwards had the best uh, statement when asked, are you going to participate in a dunk contest? He said, no, I dunk on people. Yeah, like that's fine. <laughs> that's and actually that's a good response. I like those better anyway. Jim in Lamont, you're on ESPN 1000. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good, man. What's up? Well, I, I agree with you, Black. I mean, I think it's a, a, a bigger issue. I think, full disclosure, I'm in my 50s, but I'm a diehard. I mean, diehard from when I was a kid, I think the NBA is dying a slow death. And I think there's a number of factors involved in it. And, and I hate to be the old man, you know, screaming at the clouds myself, but I, I think that the game is hurt because load management is huge. I think that for all working class people, they just don't get it, you know, that they feel like they got to get up and go to work regardless of how they're feeling that day. And in this case, they're entertainers. So they're alienating a lot of their fan base. Plus, you've got player movement. Like, I never missed Bulls games in the 90s. The whole run, I never missed games. But you can't really root for your organization as much anymore because if your star player doesn't like what he's seeing, he's gone. So I think that 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 really hurts the whole idea of your your loyalty to your players and and your team. And the last part is these guys do not play as hard as they used to. Now I know that sounds old man, but it's a fact. If you watch a lot of guys sleepwalking through a lot of games trying to get to the playoffs or they can make their runs, I think people people recognize that. I, I do admit that the athletes are better today than they were in the 90s. I think you're a fool if you don't take that position. But watch them play. It's all about me, 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 highlight, highlight, highlight. And I think that the overall product is really diminished in a big way. Thanks for the call, Jim. We appreciate it. You know, Adam Silver defended against load management over the weekend. He spoke multiple times, and he was saying that the medical data backs up the current pace that players are playing at the top of the league. Um, but when you look at the all-star games, well, when you, well, but then you have to cut money. Like that's the problem. They can't 
cut the games because they need the revenue. But Adam Silver said over the weekend that it's more of a um, flashy thing to say, like a catchphrase to use, and it's not actually hurting the product. But there you go. There's Jim in Lamont saying that that's a reason why the NBA is not as appealing to him as it was in the past. And to add to the conversation, there were 24 All-Stars in the game, right? Uh, There was Anthony Edwards, Julius Randle, Sabonis, and Gilgis Alexander, who missed less than five games Mm -hmm. in the first half of the season uh, before the All-Star game. I think Jason Tatum is at like four or five. Outside of that, LeBron, Jaron Jackson, Doncic, Antetokounmpo, Embiid, Kyrie, all missed about 15 games a guy. And then Durant, Zion Williamson, Steph Curry, three of the most exciting, marketable players in the league, weren't even involved because they're injured right now. And I disagree with Adam Silver. The idea or the concept of load management has seeped into the general public where Everyone thinks every team is resting or not trying on a night-to-night basis, and that does hurt the league, even if Adam Silver is telling us the data suggests that guys aren't really missing as much time as you think they are at the top of the list. Well, you mentioned him earlier, but Anthony Edwards, did you see his comments over the weekend? He was asked about it. What's the one thing that you don't like about the league right now? And he said, if there's anything about the league that I could change to make it better, it's probably just guys sitting sitting and resting. Just play, man. If you're 80%, 70%, you got to play. That might be the game they uh, that your fans come to and you're just sitting out. It might be the one fan who has never seen me play and I'm going to go and try to play. And so like, I like that mentality of... Yeah, fans are paying a lot of money. And if you have to, I mean, obviously the collective bargaining agreement, the player association would never go for it. But like, if you're a healthy scratch in a load management, like you should get, you're saying, oh, well, don't cut games because that's cutting money. We'll cut some of the players' money then. Well, like, and, you're and, not going to do that, obviously, because the players' association would never go for it. But like, if you don't play because you're healthy and you're just resting, you shouldn't get paid for that. Well, game. Here, here's what the league needs to do. They need to eliminate back-to-backs. And if they yeah. were able to do that, because Adam Silver cited a uh, 72-game season that they had the year uh, following the pandemic because it was a shortened schedule before they had the bubble playoffs in, uh, in Walt Disney World. And what he cited there was that you didn't see more people. You saw players resting, but not as many. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't such a difference to say we absolutely have to cut games. What will happen is I would imagine the league and the Players Association will come together and say instead of starting the year at the end of October, your season, it's going to mimic more like European soccer. Like you're going to start the NBA season at the end of September mm-hmm. instead of the end of October. Two or, games a week, or three games a week going, tops. They're going to start. So your off season. so what will have to be argued and, and debated between the PA, the, the Players Association, and the NBA is your summers will be shorter, but mm-hmm. you will play less games per week. Yeah. There will still be 82 games for the season, but instead of starting the year at the end of October, you're starting in September right up against football, and you'll have... One or two game games a week, maybe three sometimes. But for the most part, you will always have multiple days of rest before a game. And at that point, theoretically, the injuries should come down and the competition should rise. And you should have more stars participating in big spots because that, that's a, the most damaging piece of the puzzle, right? Saturday night, prime time, Golden State, Boston 
and all three stars from the Warriors are sitting. Everyone's out. Like, why Why even watch that game if Steph, Clay, and Draymond there's aren't no even to. playing? There's there, no need to. There's no need there. Mo and Frankfurt, you're on ESPN Mo. 1000. Hello, Mo. alaikum, my brother. Hey, alaikum, salam. Let me tell you something, guys. I want to say something. Uh, uh, let me give a shout-out to Gideon. Shout-out. Uh, just because he gave me a shout-out. And then I want to give one out to uh, uh, cut into the chase. Uh, watch out for the new uh, podcast coming down. Promoting pods. I'm, uh, oh, promoting other people's pods. Got it, Mo. All right, here we go. Well, I'm, gonna be, I'm on it, so... Uh-oh. Yes. So, anyways, can I tell you something? Because the last time we had this conversation about All-Star Games, and I told you... I said something. I said one thing I said to you guys. It's not about us. It's not about the adults. Yes, we find all-star games. Home run derby is boring. You know what I mean? Slam dunk contest, boring. But let me tell you something. When I sit down with my 8-year-old child and we watched this, uh, the, the Irish kid, McClurg or whatever, man, he had 350s. 350s. He would have had four if Lisa didn't give him a 49. The guy was like, and my, my son was like, wow, this is awesome. Okay? When we watched the Home Run Derby, he was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, sometimes this is what the NBA, the, the NFL, the MLB, they need this stuff. They love they love watching the hockey stuff when, 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 when it's an all-star game. They hate watching the games. They think the games are boring, but they love to watch the stars. Now, the problem is with the NBA, the stars are not playing. Okay, the NBA All-Star game was boring, but the slam dunk contest was nice. That's all I have to get. All right, we got test. you down. Mo, thank you, Mo. Well, Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Mo. Mo and Frankfurt. Yeah. It was nice. Shout out. Are you ready for my stupid take? Yeah, I've been waiting for 20 minutes. All right, I'll give it to you next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome, Abdal. We're in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Now, Abdal, this thought uh, comes from a place where I understand that the weather was nicer this weekend, but we're still in winter, right? Like, uh, here's the idea. The weather was nicer, but you probably didn't attend a barbecue, a backyard barbecue this weekend, right? Fair. The weather was nicer, but you probably didn't go to the beach this weekend, right? Fair. The weather was nicer this weekend, but you probably did not go golfing. Fair. I'm sure there's someone that went golfing in the Chicagoland area, but I did not go golfing. It was still not warm enough. I'm sure it's wet, muddy out there. Yeah. So, so under the context of it was nicer out this weekend, but it's still winter. Mm-hmm. Here, here's my thought on the weekend, the sports weekend. This weekend that we just witnessed is the worst weekend in sports. The worst weekend in sports. Football's over. It ended last weekend. And there's all this ancillary stuff kind of going on. There's no NBA games. There's a golf tournament. 
there's uh, XFL over here, there's All-Star Weekend over here, there's some NHL action on this side, and this is why I think it. Because we're, we're for the most part, trapped inside. It's still winter. Yeah. I get that the weather was nicer. You could go out. You could go for a walk. You do yeah. some other things. But you're not really having the normal summertime activities. Because, like, in the summer, you get baseball, and it's so nice out that if there's a bad sports weekend, it doesn't matter. Because you're out at barbecues. You're on the lake. You're doing all these different things, right? Because it's summer. This was a, we just came off of the worst sports weekend of the year. It was a casuals weekend. And by that, I mean the casual fan could find something. Oh, the XFL starting up? All right. Let me check that out casually. Oh, Daytona 500, the biggest race in, in, uh, in NASCAR? All right. Let me watch that for a few laps. See how that's going. Oh, Tiger's playing. All right. I'll check that out. Let's see what's see? going on at the Genesis. All right. I'll check that out. Oh, I haven't watched college basketball all season. Maybe I'll check out some college basketball because there's no NBA on. Oh, there's a dunk contest. All right. Let's, let's see what this is all about. It was a very big weekend for <laughs> casuals. Right? Like you could, there's like a little sampling. There's college basketball of every. Like on, I think right? I sampled a little bit of everything. Uh, did, so you sampled some college basketball. Over I the sampled weekend? a lot of college basketball. You sampled some racing. Did you? Watch I did see the some Daytona racing. I, did, I watched the end of the Daytona 500. I yeah. watched the entire thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it was on. I was coming in and out of the uh, the room while it was on, but it was on yeah. the television the entirety of the race, which usually feels like it's much longer. Was it because there weren't as many cautions earlier in the race, so they, yeah. they kind of zipped through that? Uh, did you watch the golf? I watched some of the golf, yeah. Okay, uh, Tiger. Uh, the, watch he, some Tiger. Watch some uh, Max Homa. How about lose? John Rahm? John Rahm winning. You got a problem with John Rahm? No, no, but I, I put five bucks on uh, Homa to win because he, he was plus money at the I day. I would have so. told you to bet on John Rahm. He was like minus 300. There's what no about value. at the start of the tournament? Well... You didn't tell me the start of the tournament. Well, you didn't so. ask. Uh, what else did you have over the weekend? A little, uh, I sampled a little XFL. A little... Sampled a little XFL. Did you really? Yeah, I, I watched it for a second. Why? Just it wanted to good. see what it looked I wanted to Shay, see. why? You know what? Good. I'll tell you why. <laughs> what do you mean I'll tell it's you why. good? I'll tell you why. It's not good. I'll tell you why. Because I want to know what it looks like. I want to see what the score bug looks like. I want to see what the production. What? Why? Because I want to see care? it. I love the score Because bug. this is. because What I, was it on? It was on um, ESPN. ESPN, yeah. ABC, really? the yeah. ESPN network of uh, yeah. family of networks. Really? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see what the presentation looked like. Okay. Yeah. All right. What did you think of the score bug, Adam? I, like, I agree with you with, about the spread and the, uh, the total. I like that. It's great. But I, you know what I want? I want one step further. I want you to do the math for me. Like, I basically want the action network, like, counting up. How many points until what I they want. hit the over or like the percentages of them covering the percentage of you hitting the over? Like, I want even more. Like, if you're going to if you're going to hook me with the XFL, you need to go full on degenerate gambler because that's the only way I'm watching. I need live odds. Yes. Like the total. The problem I had with it was it was the fourth quarter and the total of the game was in the 40s at this point. And the total on the scorebook still said 34. So it's like, we're well over. And give me a live total. Update yeah. this a little bit. Yep. Get me invested. Exactly. Now, now, I saw the highlights late last night. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a team that was down by, what, like 12 points or something? 
and then they they score a touchdown, and then you can go for three. You can go for three, yeah. So they go for three, they convert the three, mm-hmm. and then on the kickoff, instead of kicking off or trying an onside kick, they could go, what is it, fourth and 15 yes. to then get the ball back? And they did. They converted that, yes. and then they come down and they score a touchdown, yeah. they won the game. Exciting! All right, that's, that's interesting. Exciting stuff, <laughs> man. Electric? What is wrong with you? First game for our fine partners, the Chicago Hounds. Yeah, they're, they're, we had some rugby this weekend. I watched some of that. Good. Shout out to the Hounds. I gotta, I gotta, I need a rugby for dummies. They didn't win, but it, no, they yeah. did a great effort though. Yeah, it's their the first start, game. It's their first the start game. of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I need um, a rugby for dummies though. I did not understand it. Yeah, no, but, but I saw the highlights on on the news, so that was good. Yeah, you know, Shea is underneath lower whacker here, looking for some football. He he's just he's got an itch and yeah. he's looking for football anywhere. He's yeah. talking to people on Lower Wacker saying, You got any football? You got can I have a hit of that football? There was hockey electric. on. Did you watch hockey? You? No. Patrick Kane scored a hat trick. Congrats. Patrick Kane. You you watched. You watched the hockey? I this watched weekend? the shift. Oh what? You a shift. did not. I didn't watch any. You did not. I didn't watch any. No hockey. chance at that. No. I watched more XFL than I, I will did. say. I, I did consume a lot of Premier League this weekend. Oh yeah, obviously. The yeah, games but I watched in the that Premier every Premier League were great. I watched that every weekend though. So do I. And, and the nice and tidy piece of that is that it's uh, it's like getting uh, we clear it out of the box, right? It's it fits right where it is, and then uh, it gets out of the way. We get it out of there before the other sport starts. I mean, yeah. It's over by like one o'clock. Yeah, right. Local time in the afternoon. Yeah, like, it's that's awesome. It. It's, it's great. Nice and tidy. Yeah, you get it in in the morning. Wake up and during then, a morning feeding. Yeah. I'm watching Premier League. I'm watching an Arsenal game that's on early on Saturday. I love it. Yeah, I, I ate as well as I was watching in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my feeding. Well, I, I'm my just baby's saying, feeding. Well, congrats. Thank you. Congratulations to you. I, I woke up to just watch soccer. I, well, yeah, yeah. That's... I didn't need a, a human alarm clock to to get that going. <laughs> I just felt it. Uh, but like, I feel like this weekend. Coming off of the high of the Super Bowl last week, it's the worst sports weekend of the year. Because yeah. like even if you're into Nat or a casual to NASCAR, <laughs> the event is like it's not as grand as it used to be. I feel yeah. like twenty years ago the Daytona five hundred meant something more. Mm-hmm. Uh it was it was more like there's more pageantry and maybe some of the names that were participating at that time were bigger names. Yeah. But like you look up and down the roster and it's like, all right, congrats, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. You won. You won on a on a caution flag. You want to hear something sentimental about the Daytona five hundred? Huh. For you and me? It's our move anniversary. Yeah, that's right. You when moved in with me. During the Daytona 500. Oh, wait? Yeah. We crushed uh, beers yeah. and uh, moved in during the Daytona 500. Because well, I remember it was on. And here, here's the key to the story. It's for our those that don't know. guys. Uh, Black and Abdal, we, we lived together for six years in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. And the day I moved in, we were watching the day- Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. You're right. And your ex-girlfriend is moving out. Is moving out at the same time that I was moving in. Yeah, but I was much quicker about getting my stuff. Oh, you there. had like two boxes in a bed. That was it, and I was done. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's trying to take all of this stuff out. Now she had some friends that helped her. Yeah, but you you were not helping because no, I'm not uh, helping her. That was not a, a friendly split. No, it was and, not at all. And so you and I are sitting on the couch. Like it's uh, like we're Joey and uh, Chandler from Friends. Yeah, we're sitting on the couch enjoying pizza, yeah, drinking beer, Crushing watching beers. NASCAR, 
as she's struggling. She wasn't struggling. She had listen out of the room and up and down the stairs. Here's my philosophy. At one point, she has a box and it's stuck in the doorway. Yeah, it's like moving and she can't get it out of the doorway. And you're like, can you just? We can't see the TV. Here's my. Here's my. Adam comes over and kicks her ass. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, Shay. Here's my philosophy. Here's my philosophy. If you like him so much, he can help you move. Right. If yeah. you like him so much, he can help you move. I'm not helping you move. Yeah, he was kind of sheepish. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah, get in here and pick up a box, buddy. <laughs> well, listen, if you were in his position, would you go into your house and no. help her move? Are you kidding no. me? Hell yeah, would I kick no, that door no, and be no. like, guess what? No I, shot. Guess who's, guess who's Mr. Steal Your Girl now, huh? Yeah, guess, no. who, guess who's planting the flag now? Fine with me. I think that that was, uh, that was a red flag. Geek keeper. If... if <laughs> That was a red flag for Adam? No, it's a red flag for him. Like, if you have to, if the new girl you meet, you have to go help her move nah, out of her, her ex-boyfriend's apartment? Good luck, man. That is a red flag. You ain't like, hiring me. Move, you ain't hiring like, movers for me. You're just already jumping on to the next thing? Well, How long were like, you split and living together? Like, oh, wait, no, I mean, is, is this she, moved she in, hooked up with him while she was with you? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. She moved in in September. <laughs> yeah, see, if I'm that guy, I'm not coming over She moved in in September. <laughs> she was out in February. September, October, November, December. Uh, and then in January, I was like, I found out what happened. And like, I was like, we were going to break up anyway. And then I found out she was already seeing someone else, and I was like, "All right, cool. You got thirty days. My name's on the lease." <laughs> like you I was got thirty days. I was like thirty days. Like I wasn't gonna be mean about it, and I was like, "Hey, you've got like I'm not gonna be mean. You've got thirty days. I'm gonna try to find a new roommate." And then like the next weekend, I went to Chris, and I was like, "Hey, you wanna move in?" And he was like, "Yeah, I just got a job at, uh, at the station." I was like, "Awesome." So then I went to her. I was like, "Yeah, now you really got thirty days because now I got someone moving in." So <laughs> much like the Bears, you're on the clock, you're lady. On the clock, get out. And and Shay, I I can't uh, describe this any better than she has the boxes and loose items, and she's trying to like get it all in like as few trips as possible. And she's dropping stuff, right? So things are falling. She's like stopping in the middle of the living room to pick things up. She's in the way. Neither of us can see the TV. We've got a full pizza. We have beer. And we have our, our feet up. You know, we're just rocking out, enjoying some NASCAR. Waiting for the big one to take down. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're like, can you just get out of the way? Excuse like, me. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, she like... Gets out of the door. Nah, you, get out. You hear as she's going down the steps, like a bunch of stuff starts falling down the steps. <laughs> equal, I'm equal opportunity, and neither man. Neither of us move. Yeah. I just picture this girl struggling with like a bed frame. You should have called. Uh, you make a better door than a window, honey. Get out. You should have called that dude to help you. And he was there, but he was like helping her when she would leave the he apartment. Would, yeah, he wouldn't come he wouldn't, in. Like, he would like help the her at the steps. <laughs> like it was great. He'd help her at the. We were on the second floor. Well, he'd he, help her at the steps. He went. So we went ninety percent. Go the other ten, pal. Yeah, like you're on. already there. Yeah, listen, you already went hundred percent. So you might as well just right. keep coming in. Well, I, I think he he heard our commentary because we were just cracking up to each other, and I he didn't want to get ripped. He didn't want it to turn into a roast because that's basically what was happening. Oh yeah, dude. Like, we come on, can, we can you hurry it oh, up? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll she lost. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
Bernay, you're on with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Joe? Go. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, first off, I just want to say, like, the two of you, like, I love you guys, but you guys have, like, annoyed me at times. Like, Sorry. when you step over each other, and I'm like, ah, oh, these guys. But that story you guys just shared about the whole moving in thing, you won me over. I'm back in. I love you guys. <laughs> Great. That story Thanks, was Joe. everything. That was so entertaining. I'm like, am I listening to a sports station? Ah, forget it. I love this story. But, um, no, that was awesome. Thank you. But uh, I wanted to get to your thoughts. Uh, I thought the uh, the All-Star Weekend, it was fun. And, like, Abdallah, uh, exactly, a casual for uh, the casuals. But I have an idea over the last couple of years um, for the slam dunk contest. I don't know if you guys have heard this guy's name. His name is uh, Jordan Kilgannon. He's, like, this long, green-haired dude. He does all these crazy dunks. And he even, like, blew Gary Payton's mind uh, one day. You guys should show up that uh, video one day. But I was curious. There's a bunch of street guys on YouTube who just specialize mm-hmm. in dunking. What if you? What if the NBA goes out, finds like four, five, six of these guys, much like NHL used to do, NHL versus the world? Let's get this whole YouTube online audience right there against the NBA dunkers. Then you really have a competition. It's like the NBA is going to really – Really want to incentivize, hey, let's represent ourselves well with the real top dunkers against these guys who specialize in dunking all day. And yeah, then Joe, put those together. Joe, that's a that's a fine point. And if the league wants to put something like that together, I, I think people would watch. The problem is you're never going to intermingle those people who specialize in dunking against the top stars. Mm-hmm. The top stars just are not interested in doing it. Because they're afraid of getting shown up. Right, like that's right. that's the problem. Is that it's the same reason why they won't enter the dunk contest now because they're worried that a uh, Mac McClung will show them up. A dude who's been in the league for uh, on a ten day contract is going to show them up because they couldn't miss their and like you know a few players have said I like the dunks in the game better. I like the dunking. Like why don't you do that? Why don't you just have the dunk contest during the game? Rank the dunks during yeah, I mean, the game. Can we already do that? No, but like the you could have that get shared, you could have the the tens and you could have the nines or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you could have all that. Like if that if that's what you want, you could do it. You could make it happen. Blocking Abdallah with you here on ESPN 1000, live and local in Chicago, talking uh, with you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. I saw this story uh, yesterday uh, or this morning. Saw the story this morning about quarterback Daniel Jones. Did you see this from uh, Pro Football Talk? Uh, he has switched agents uh, to athletes first. He used to be CAA. Why is this important? Well, he needs a new contract. Uh, from the story on Pro Football Talk, it is suggesting that a source close to Jones's situation does not uh, have an interest in signing what the Giants have offered for a new contract for Daniel Jones. But he is interested in a new contract worth about $45 million per year (laughs) or more. Now, uh, the Giants can franchise tag uh, Daniel Jones here in this offseason. That would be around a $32 million hit. But the reason I bring this up, uh, Adam, is when we look at the NFL and we look at quarterbacks and we look at young quarterbacks who then get paid, uh, each new young quarterback that steps up to the plate, they get one of the richest contracts in NFL history. 
The problem with that for Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones has not been very good. Last season, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, a completion percentage of 67%. He was improved this last season from the Giants, mm-hmm. threw for 3,200 yards. But really, the 15 and five, five interceptions, pretty good. But 15 touchdowns, not going to get it done in today's day and age of throwing the football in the NFL. Uh, here, here's why it's important, right? At the moment, Justin Fields does not need a new contract. But he will. But he will. And at this moment, for Daniel Jones, he is entering that spot where he's entering his fifth season will be this upcoming season. And the Giants have to make a decision. Now, ideally, I think we both agree that Justin Fields will outperform what we saw from Daniel Jones in this last season, in his upcoming season. Because to this point, Justin Fields has not necessarily, as a passer, outperformed Daniel Jones. But if we were playing the odds on who do we trust more to develop... We would both say Justin Fields, hands down. It's just something you have to keep your eyes on as someone who's watching the NFL and watching the Bears and how they're going to move in this offseason because look at what a quarterback Daniel Jones will get from the Giants may lay out a blueprint on what the Bears will try and use to negotiate with Justin Fields in next offseason, say if he doesn't take a huge leap forward, if he just improves a little bit. And I think that's also where we get to the conversation where there's more rumors today. Uh, David Kaplan from Cap and J. Hood, mornings here on ESPN 1000, saying sources who are scouts in the league are telling Cap that the Bears may realistically look to move Justin Fields in this offseason. Well, if first, to talk about Daniel Jones, he's not getting $45 million. Right now, Aaron Rodgers makes the most per year, $50 million. Russell Wilson has a horrible contract. He's still making $49 million. And then after that... Kyler Murray makes 46. Deshaun makes 46. Patrick Mahomes makes $45 million. You want Mahomes money? You haven't done anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Josh Allen makes $43 million. So I would put him, if I were to be negotiating with him, I'd be like, listen, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, you're getting 35 to $33 million a year. That's what Jared Goff, Jared Goff's getting 33 and a half. Kirk Cousins gets 35, Dak gets 40. Yeah, but Adam, if you read that again in a year, Jared Goff might be making 50. He might be. Like, this isn't about how talented you are. That would be stupid for the Lions It's the next guy. I understand that. This all goes back to Matthew Stafford and getting his initial one, and then everybody next had to be the richest. No, I get that. I get that. But also, if I'm the Giants, and if I'm Brian Dable, and I look at Daniel Jones, and I go, look at what I did with him, I'll tr- I'll get I'll just draft a quarterback. If I did that with Daniel Jones, think of what I could do with Will Levis. Think of what I could do with C.J. Stroud, or I could do with with Derek Carr, or what I could do with Jimmy Garoppolo, or any of these other quarterbacks that are available, or trade for Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's Daniel Jones needs to realize that, or the Giants need to realize that Brian Dable can do more with less. If that's what he got out of Daniel Jones, and to think of what like what Justin Fields could get if Justin Fields this year isn't traded by the Bears and they surround him with talent if they do what we hope they do and get him a legit number one wide receiver, whether that's drafting one or trading for T. Higgins or doing both, which would be fine with me, shoring up the offensive line and protecting him. We saw during a stretch of games that when the offensive line is healthy and his wide receivers are healthy, albeit Darnell Mooney and others, that they were a top-five offense. Now, put a better offensive line in front of him, add better weapons, 
they could probably still be a top five offense if everything goes right. Now, I think that they can, and my I don't think it's a bad thing to pay your quarterback if he's worthy of it. If you come to me in two years and say, hey, Justin Fields, they have a top 10 offense every single year. He's progressed as a passer. He looks the part. He's making all the throws that we ask him to make. He's now solidified himself as a top 12, top 13, whatever quarterback. Pay him. That's a problem I want to have as a Bears fan. Do you guys agree with my assessment that if Fields takes a step forward, what he does in this upcoming season will be better statistically than what we saw from Daniel Jones last season? That he will, yes. 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,200 yards, completion percentage of 67%. Do you, like if Justin Fields takes that next step, if Ryan Poles goes out and gets him a wide receiver, uh, shores up the offensive line, the team defensively is a little bit better, thus making the Bears more competitive in some of we these matchups. We saw it in the games. Do you, so you agree yes. he will have better stats than Daniel Jones yes. after his fourth I wanna season? Ju- I ex- if they do all that, I expect close to what Jalen Hurts did. I expect touchdowns from with his legs and through the air. I expect him to become a better passer just because the talent around him gets better and better, and he also works with these guys in the offseason. Like, I'm not ready to write off Chase Claypool until he's had a full offseason. If we get to this time next year and we're saying, oh, well, Chase Claypool did the same, all right, then, he, then it was bad, bad trade. I get it, bad trade. But I want to see him with the full offseason with Justin Fields. So next offseason, you're okay if Fields says, and his agents say, I want $45 million a year to be extended. If I else. see good numbers, yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. is like This is just where we are in the NFL because this is what, after year three for Daniel Jones. You yeah. still have year four plus your option year. The team doesn't have to do anything right now. But because we're all on the quarterback racetrack and you know two years from now the extension is going to be more expensive just because you're two years down the road, everybody's racing to extend quarterbacks. That might not be the guy. I kind of feel like this may play out for the Giants the way this played out in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. right? Like Cleveland realized that Baker wasn't going to be the long-term solution. Yeah. So then they started uh, with contingency plans mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out, and they didn't extend him with a brand-new long-term contract. I, I feel like the Giants are probably going to play this the same way. Yeah. Hope that he improves, but we're not paying you 45 a year. No. And we're not extending you out beyond you know, the immediate future, because we could probably find someone else who can accomplish the very thing that you just did. And you don't have the ceiling, especially with Brian Dable. If he's the quarterback whisperer that everybody believes he is. And we saw what he did with Daniel Jones. We saw what he did with Josh. Allen. like, if you can say that, say, fine, if you don't want to be here, we'll trade you. We'll trade you somewhere else. We'll sign Derek Carr. We'll sign Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll we'll tr- we'll trade you for a top pick or something like that. We'll package you in a trade where we end up getting C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. I'll be fine because if I'm Brian Dable, I go to my GM and my owner and I go, "You saw what I did with him. Give me give me my own court." Because remember that was the thing; they were going to give Daniel Jones another. The jury was out last mm-hmm. year, last off season. Yeah, last year at this time, we were saying, "All right, they're going to give him one more year, and if he doesn't cut it, then they're going to get rid of him." And apparently he was decent enough for him to now go out and say he wants $45 million a year. So the story today from Pro Football Talk, Daniel Jones switches agencies for his agent. And now it is sourced that he wants $45 million per year. We're talking about it. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.
This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Thanks to Shay Norling and to Kendra Smith producing today's show, Black and Abdallah. Carmen Yurko would join us here in the studio in 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny today. By the way, Abdallah, we'll also be here on Wednesday. Snip, snap. And Thursday. Snip, snap, snip, snip. <laughs> so Black and Abdallah will be in for Greeny Wednesday and Thursday this week. Uh, Tuesday and Friday will be on at night. Six to eight, right here on ESPN 1000, where you can usually listen to us right here on ESPN 1000. Snip, snap. Snip, snip. Uh, also, uh, we have a huge event coming up. It's our 25th anniversary celebration. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance. You do not want to miss out on this. Tickets will sell out fast. Friday, March 24th, doors open at 11 a.m. Live show goes from noon to 6 at the House of Blues, downtown Chicago. Uh, purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. 21 plus event with a valid ID is required. Hashtag ESPN Shy 25. A lot of guests from ESPN 1000's past will be involved, including a reunion of Mac, Yurko, Harry. That's right. The afternoon saloon will be in full effect at the reunion. You have to be there. Mark Jean Greco will be there. Can't Nick wait. Cordell will be there. Can't wait. Sarah Spain's will, Sarah Spain will be there. It's going to be awesome. Jake Cutler. Yeah. Robbie Gold. Yeah. Eddie Olchek. Yeah. The Cornets. Oh, it's going to be excellent. I can't wait. I'm so excited for this. So come on out. It's going to be fun to see a bunch of people we haven't seen in a Friday, long time. Friday, March 24th, doors open at 11 a.m. Live show 12 to 6 p.m. at the House of Blues. Purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Boom. Join us. 25th anniversary celebration. It's going to be a great time. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We go to the phones. Tim on the south side. Hello, Tim. Fellas, what's happening, Black and Abdallah? How y'all doing, man? We're good. What's going on? Man, look. First, I got two comments, all right? One of them, he was talking about the dunk contest in game. Man, that'd be crazy. But I like the idea of um, that... Internet dunkers, the YouTube dunkers against the NBA. Sure. That'd be good. And then my second point, all this drama about Justin Fields, man, that sounds crazy trading him. Uh, he 6'3", 223 pounds, run like a light, and he, he going to get his throwing better. He was out there throwing to me, my buddy Daddy-O, and my other buddy Chuck. That's what he was throwing to. Get him, get him somebody... <laughs> To throw the ball to man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Tim. Tim. Appreciate you. Definitely thought it was someone else. Yeah, I was ready for a fight. Yeah. I like that, Tim. That's a good Tim from the South I Side. I like that Tim from the South Side. That's much better than the other Tim from the South Side. He'll call us soon. Don't worry. <laughs> I agree with him. Get him some other, like he, he was. Like, think about it. We talked about it many times. We would come in here on a Monday and be like, man, if Vilas Jones doesn't muff that punt, man, if Darnell Mooney gets that butt cheek down. Man, if that dude that now has a Super Bowl ring that has the hyphenated name that I can never remember, 
if he doesn't get the ball literally ripped out from his hands in the uh, Vikings game, maybe they win that game. Are you talking about Smith Marset? Yeah, doesn't he have a Super Bowl ring now? Oh yeah, because he was with the the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he played though. Does he not get a ring then? No, I mean he was He's on, on the their team? roster, but he he wasn't like he was you know depth chart guy. Does he get a ring? Okay, maybe. He still gets a ring. You care? You care about the I rings? I don't care. I am one of these. I so don't very care. very concerned about I the rings. I am not. But that's the people will be. As soon as I say his name, people will be like, you know, he's got a Super Bowl ring now. Like, yeah, I know. I don't care. Are those the same people that keep tweeting about Matt Nagy Again, enjoying the I Super Bowl care. celebrations? Let that, dude, let him I mean, live. Who cares? Let the man live. On Friday's show on Greeny, we brought to you a Zoo News story. Do you we have an did. update for us on I Zoo do. News? Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the Zoo News. Ah, what do you have there? I gave you a story about little Joey Flacco. <laughs> the, the, the owl from the... Did you so, just think of Tim Kirchin? From the Central... Yeah, I did. Yeah, because I try to say it with the most Baltimore accent possible. Uh, from the Central Park Zoo, uh, an, owl, an owl was... Uh, escaped oh. because someone cut the damn fence again. What are we doing? Stop cutting the fence. And so now uh, they're his, they, they made an attempt. Someone saw him, and they made an attempt to catch him. You see him? Look at him. He's a cute little owl. Oh, he's up in a tree. He's up in a tree. See he's that looking owl? around. Is that working on Twitch? Is yeah. that working? Can you I see that? Know. Can you see that on Twitch? Yeah, look. there. He's up in the tree. They made an attempt. There was, there was no signs of distress or whatever. Uh, they tried to lure Fa- uh, Flacco with bait and recordings of eagle owl calls. <laughs> Can you do one? How would you lure an owl? Apparently, Flacco has been doing well because he's an elite owl. Um, oh, okay, but uh, they didn't. They didn't catch him. They didn't catch him. No, so they what, failed. What, what's the update to the story? The update it's is just, they found him. Okay, but they're trying to. They capture tried him? to capture him, but then he flew away, and they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. You know why? So where's he at now? Oh, they, they don't know. Remains <laughs> to be seen. He could be with the Jets. He could be with the Ravens. They don't okay. know. Your little lame Joey, quarterback jokes. Little Joey, little Joey Flacco. All right, so there you go. That, that's the update on the that's Zoom the news update. from last they week? They found him. They tried. Sorry. All right, that's, that's Better all. Better luck next time. We might have an update for you tomorrow if they okay. catch him. Who knows? All right, so there you go. Zoo news. That's what is new at the zoo. And uh, adjacent to Zoo News, Abdallah has a dog story uh, because yes. we are the dog show of record here on ESPN 1000. <laughs> that's right. Dog show. What do you have over there? So do you, you have a dog, yes. Gus. I have a dog, Penny. Do you give Gus table scraps? <sighs> no, we we only give him French fries. Okay. He loves Re- French fries. Uh, table scraps might actually be good for your dog. Oh. Researchers at the University of Helsinki in Finland examined data collected between 2009 and 2019. Over 7,000 dog owners. Some gave table scraps to their dogs. Some did not. And uh, apparently in the first 18 months... There was a twenty dogs were twenty three percent like less likely to develop entropy as adults. Huh. And dogs that ate a meat based diet with vegetables like raw meat, organs, fish, eggs, all that kind of stuff were twenty two percent less likely to suffer from digestive symptoms like vomiting or diarrhea. So they recommend that occasionally, if it's meat, not French fries, if it's like leftover bacon or leftover steak or chicken, that it okay. is in your best interest to give that to your dog. So the meat, the meat, okay, yeah. All right. Give your dog your leftover meat. Give the dog the meat. Yeah. Uh, I see this in the Twitch chat, and this is horrific. 
My dog gets all the corner triangle pieces from the pizza. Two what? for each dog. You're wasting those? those You're giving the, those pieces to the dogs? Those, that's the those best, are the best pieces of the of the pizza. That's the best part when you cut your pizza like a child at yeah. a birthday party. Well, no. The, if you're doing no. tavern style, th- those are the best pieces. You can get tavern style cut like a normal pizza. You know that, right? I understand. What I'm saying is if you are from this city and you re- you eat real Chicago pizza, you're yeah. getting tavern style. You're not oh, getting yeah. deep dish. Yeah. And you have the corner crust pieces. I love you're those pieces. You're giving those to the dogs? Those are like the appetizer pieces. That's I love those. unbelievable. Those pieces go to the delivery person. Don't you ever do that? Like, like from from getting it at the front door to bringing it to the table, you open it oh, up and you, you get say, the, yeah, oh, yeah. Someone, you're the delivery so, person? Someone yeah. took yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, those yeah. pieces. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. We'll talk to Carmen and Yurko next. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago.